Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Check out Five Reasons YouTube. That's where you can catch all of our other heat shows, including Full Court Press, where one of our hosts tonight uh, is also appearing on that as soon as this finishes. So as soon as you finish this one, head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, get all of our latest Dolphins heat and other content also five reasonsports.com make sure you spell it out brady hawk working on pieces just about every day but we got a bunch of new stuff up there mateo mayorga is putting out an nba series right now so plenty of content none of it behind the paywall also make sure you support our sponsors including our friends over at therapist preferred that's right this is where you get your cbd this is the good stuff Two years ago, this is a physical therapist that started this. You go to therapistpreferred.com. You get all your CBD without the THC, so you don't have to worry about failing a drug test or anything like that. People use this for different reasons, some for recovery. I use it for sleep. At this point, I pretty much can't sleep without it. Get the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, the green apple gummies, the tincture. They've got all of it there on the website. Use the promo code five reasons. That's the number five and reasons for 25% off your order. That's right, 25% off your order and free shipping on all orders. Just got to use the code five reasons. It's the number five reasons. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Get all of your CBD products there. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this day. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Make sure you catch the episode that I was not on. Some of you prefer that, uh, so you can check that out. Brady Hawk replaced me. Greg hosted along with Alex, did an episode about Bam out of bio. That's up there, and also Alex and I did one from Media Day the other day. Uh, right there after it finished. So those are both up on the podcast feed. Make sure you check those out after this. And as I mentioned, uh, we've been doing a lot on the YouTube channel as well. I did an episode of Starting Nine today, and I had Royal Shepherd as my guest. Uh, and we talked about expectations for the Heat coming into this season. Tonight, we're going to get specific again. Here's the floor plan. I've got Alex. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Um, he's got a new job, too. He's going to be working for Clutch Point. So congratulations to him. Alexander. I, I mean, until you change the, the Twitter handle, I can't take you seriously anyway. Uh, and then Greg Sylvander, you can, Greg <laughs> did Greg, Greg, upon my suggestion, did change his Twitter handle about a year and a half. And you've seen his popularity explode since in a good way. Uh, he's it's got nothing to do with the information. He's left Alex in the dust. It's, it's, it's all followers. Ethan's coaching because he used oh, his Lakers real name. An OG, though. I can't be yeah. compared. 
That's right. So you can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Uh, here's what we're going to do tonight. You can tell we've already picked up the pace here a little bit. Um, we're going to piggyback off a question that was asked of Eric Spolstra during the presser where it was mentioned to him. He was reminded uh, that the heat don't typically play at a very fast pace under him. Uh, that's just the way that it's been. No matter what kind of team they've had, they've tended to play at a slower pace than we expected. But as he even acknowledged, Kyle Lowry likes to get the ball and go a lot of the time. We've also seen that Eric Spolstra does that thing with the windmill with his arms when he wants guys to run and has told me and others on the side, he's like, here's the thing about running. Every All players say they want to do it until you actually ask them to do it, and then they don't, okay? So what we're going to explore today is, will the Heat actually play at a faster pace this year? And if they don't, where do the easy baskets come from? Because I think that's one of the things uh, that is a bit of a concern for this team. I think we know they're going to defend, but when they need a bucket, how are they going to get it if they're not going to get out in transition? So let's start here. Alex, you've got some of the numbers from the past couple of seasons. Where have the Heat been in pace? Oh, man. So you asked me to fetch these up right before the show, and I said, oh, you know, don't even worry about it. They're bottom 10, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> it was way worse than that. And I know I was, you know, we were looking through these numbers, talking through them last year. But last season, they ranked second to last in pace. So, you know, it's not that that's a bad thing or anything, but then you talk about the season before, also 27. Uh, and I was also saying in pre-show that as far as last season, there was a lot of other teams in the bottom six or so that are actually pretty good and had played at a very slow pace. Whether you talk about the Knicks, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Mavs, uh, the Suns, the Hawks, all of these teams are in the bottom six, bottom 10 in pace. But that's something that I think Lowry is absolutely going to help them with uh, this season. I don't think we should get too outlandish with the pace expectations overall. I just feel like they always end up in the middle of the pack. You have a team that um, they, they want to take charges, right? Like that's their whole defensive strategy. You take a bunch of charges. You don't necessarily get out on the break. It'll be interesting to see how they balance that. Cause you're right. Like Kyle Lowry does so many things for them now that maybe they, that like Dragic just didn't bring but I still feel like this is going to come down to, to defense turning into offense more than them all of a sudden becoming a seven seconds or less type of team. It's interesting you talk about the defense because I think a lot of pace is dictated a lot of times by defense. It's the kind of defense you want to play, but it's also are you forcing turnovers? On the surface, this looks like a team that can force turnovers. I mean, Kyle, over the course of his career, has managed to do that. We know Jimmy is a top five guy in steals. We know that Bam creates a lot of deflections. They don't have as much length as maybe they've had in past years with certain guys, like when you had a Derek Jones Jr. and Iguodala, uh, but they have some length on the roster. They've got really good positional defenders, uh, guys like obviously, you know, PJ Tucker being foremost among them. Um, but I don't think this is going to be a, what, right. What, excuse me, what Spo used to call like a skirmish team, like the, the big threes pace, and the highlights that you remember, which I still can't believe I didn't take the picture of Milwaukee because it was right in front of me. Uh, where you would have got it blurry. The Dwayne, it would have been totally blurry. Although, you know, when I shoot Victor Oladipo up close, I get that one right. Yeah. Uh, but I, did you know? I, I did. It's a beautiful photo. I mean, it's 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 a bit of widely liked and retweeted photo, Alex. So obviously it was it was very popular with the people. But when when you when all those big three games and you watched uh, them getting on the break that was caused by playing the passing lanes deflections and that kind of stuff. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that they were running after makes. That's not what they do. It's not what Spolster does. So 
I, I can't see them being top 20 in pace. I just don't think it changes that much. They also have older guys on this team. Is PJ going to fill the lane? Is Markeith Morris going to fill the lane? I just, I just don't, I don't see it. Um, PJ is so, running straight to the corner. He won't be filling lanes. Right. Exactly. Well, exactly. Right. I mean, on paper, like we talk about, I mean, they lost Dragic who had lost a step, but Goran liked to get out and run at least until the past like year and a half. Um, I, I just don't, I think they're going to play deliberately like I do, which, which leads to the next conversation. They're going to have to be able to score in the half court. Right. Um, and, and I guess is, is there a way to easy and they don't have a post-up player necessarily that they're going to go to all the time. I mean, it seems to me their path to easy baskets is getting to the line, right? Like, isn't, isn't that Greg, that that's, that's, that's yeah. going to be the I mean, specialty. I, I think that that's probably number one. It makes the most sense, particularly with Kyle. I mean, let, let's not, I think we shouldn't underrate their ability to, to, to cause turnovers. I know that they don't necessarily have the type of team that like wreaked havoc the way obviously the big three did, but last year they were what fifth, fourth or fifth in deflection. So, I mean, like they, they can, they can do some of that stuff and they're only going to get better at it with this crew. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like it is um, that they're going to be able to, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, the pace was too fast for you. I, I let's, you know, I just, just, just understand. No, what I was saying was, it's free throws, right? Which, which again, slows pace, right? It slows pace. You set up your defense, which they're going to want to do. Um, it, it feels to me like this team, I don't think this is going to team that other, other people around the country are going to enjoy watching no. because it's going to be a parade to the line, like for Jimmy, for Bam and for Kyle, right? With a little flopping from Kyle, we don't call it flopping anymore. Now it's just, you know, being hit while trying to make a play, although we know it's flopping. Um, and, and so it, I feel like, it, you know, it's a procession to the line with those three guys. We talked a lot about how they didn't have a third guy who could get to the line. Like they, and they, maybe Depot too later in the season. Well, you know? that's, that's another one. And, and he may play a little bit faster. They may pick up the pace, but I feel like the one guy who may push the pace a little, when he comes in is Tyler. Mm -hmm. um, and particularly, you know, some of the shots that he made his rookie season that he didn't make last year, which, uh, you know, the shots we remember, Alex, which were, and the ones that got the crowd so hyped up, was Tyler on the break, one on three, jacking a shot up against Philadelphia. Like, I feel like none of those went in yeah. last year. That's the type of transition take them. they had. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he's still going to take them, right? Like, I feel like Tyler is a guy who's going to push pace. Maybe Struess running with him a little bit, sort of, again, to the three-point line, but they don't have, I mean, who were their finishers on the break? I mean, to me, it's, yeah, it's it's Bam for sure. Like, I think we're going to see an increase in, in Bam actually being used as an athlete on the break. And, you know, Leif said a lot of the things that, that, I, that I was going to say there as far as just because, like, they're not as athletic as that big three team for sure. But the coverages they were throwing out last season were kind of similar. They were doing the trapping stuff. They were obviously doing more than that, but they were zoning. They were blitzing. And now because of Lowry being there at the point of attack, I agree with Leif. I think the deflections are going to go up. So I think they're going to create more havoc just because there's not going to be so many holes in the defense like there were before. I think they're just going to be on a string and suffocating defensively. And I think because of that, you know, creating the turnovers because of, and by the way, we talked about this, uh, Leif and I did on Naveen Ganglani's pod. And all of this stuff is, I think we're, we're underestimating just a little bit how much uh, adding somebody like Lowry is going to bring for the pace aspect, even though I don't think they're going to be in the top 20. I think they're going to go from 29 probably to, you know, in that 
beginning, you know, 21, 22. Hey, progress, right? That's hey, not nothing. Talk about filling the lanes. Can't they just fill the three-point lanes? Like just run that's to the corner. The modern I mean, that's kind of the modern day that version. Feels like what that feels like what Struess and Tucker and a couple of these other guys. I don't know that's what you want Markeith Morris doing, but if it maybe Omer, okay, potentially if he's gonna get a bench roll. Lowry is the like, one guy though that's gonna speed this up because I don't really think Depot does either. I think his thing is very game, much game about pick and roll, either. getting to the line. Cause I think Lowry is the quick decisions. That's the one like real difference. It's like in the half court, he's making snap decisions. And all of a sudden, your your possession is ending a lot quicker than it did last season. Well, I I, I agree with you. I think I think him, his ability to read the game, but even their backup point guard, they're going to play deliberately with Gabe Vincent because they're not going to want him to make mistakes. He's not a guy that's that's a pace pusher. I do think the Lowry Hero lineups might be a little bit faster than we're expecting, though, because like you said, Hero is somebody who 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 you know will come off the catch and go right into his thing. I don't he he got a little bit deliberate with the pick and roll stuff last year, but yeah. we're not expecting him to be in a high pick and roll usage type of role at all so i think those lowry hero lineups could be a little bit you know uh, faster than the the rest of the lineups we're gonna see i, I mean greg would it surprise you at all if we i mean even in the modern nba because you- without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You have numbers are inflated, right? By 10%, 12%, whatever. But we're going to see some 99, 93 games, aren't we? I think so. I think that that's how they're going to want to play. I think that there's going to be certain matchups where uh, they're not going to want to crank up the offense. They're going to want to muck the game up. And, and, and it's interesting that you said that um, in terms of a team that, that creates a squirmish, I think that they'll create them, but just not in the same way that the big three did. Cause they did that to get out on the highlight reel. This is going to be more about like the 96, 97 squirmishes. Like they're, yeah. they're going for that element of it. Um, so like that, that's just, why do I keep doing this? What is well, wrong? With I, now me? you've gone back 25 years. Although I will say, actually, I, I like your parallel. I, look, I, by the way, I'm the oldest person on the podcast. So I should be the one forgetting stuff. But but you're going you're going back to the late 90s, which is interesting because we keep talking about comparisons for this heat team. And I I'm sorry, I, I, I see the Zo Tim teams. I, this is, you know, I mean, I know it's a different style of play in terms of, uh, you know, where the NBA was at that point. And obviously, the three point line is a much bigger deal now. But in terms of the makeup of this particular team, like it's the late nineties teams like that. That is like, you're right. That's And what they used to do to teams was when they were playing a team, like, you know, a West coast team that liked to get out and run. Cause there used to be a little bit more of a stereotype with that. That was real, that the West coast teams like to run. Now it's, I don't really think it's real. There's no. a lot of teams out West that defend first, but like when they would play those teams, like that was the whole thing. Muck it up. Zoe deliberate pound, pound, pound in the post, get to the line Tim, who was a run TMC guy, obviously he'd blown out the knee before he came, but he was deliberate half court, use the shot clock. Like I, I I'm curious, Alex, and, and we'll get to some other stuff here after the break, but do you think they'll run a lot of early offense stuff? Cause I mean, th- we talk about transition, but Spolster sometimes it's not so much transition, but it's getting to offense early. Or do you think he'll want to use more of the clock this year, as, as Greg said, to kind of shrink the possessions against some of these teams, kind of like running a ball against get great passing attack. 
I think that's more of like a, not necessarily a playoff thing, but a matchup based thing. It, and definitely in the playoffs as well, where it's like, it depends on the team you're, you're, you're playing against and what your strategy is. I do think in the regular season, he's going to look to run the quick action just because we already saw a lot of it, except the, the difference is the past two seasons, a lot of the actions never have more than one option right. because nobody believes Bam is going to do anything uh, other than, you know, the short roll stuff. If they send two to the ball at Duncan, when they do the handoff. And so people didn't trust, I think Bam, as far as defenses, didn't trust Bam. It's going to be way more potent than it was in the past. All right, we're going to go to a break. Then when we come back, uh, we're going to, we're going to do a little bit more in the projection sense here in terms of, because, because I think there's one thing that can change this uh, that we haven't really discussed yet, but before we do, Tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. We tell you to go to manscape.com all the time. Everybody thinks it's all about the razors and yes, they've got all the razors, but they've also got the cologne. They got lots of different stuff on the website. So make sure you check it out. Manscaped.com manscaped.com. Use the code five RSN. This is where you get yourself properly groomed, but look, you got to go do this. Okay. I mean, seriously, we're, we're in 2021. Okay. It's not 1973. So Go to manscaped.com, go to manscaped.com, use the code 5RSN and you get 20% off and free shipping. And here's what I am contractually obligated to say and will as long as they are a sponsor and hopefully they'll be a sponsor for a long time because you guys are buying all this stuff, your balls and your body will thank you. All right, let's get back to it. Um, Here's what I think can change this. I think it's BAM. And I, I think that uh, a lot of this is the transition of this team offensively from Jimmy to Bam. I think as long as they're playing through Jimmy more, the, the pace is always going to be down. Okay. Because Jimmy has the same kind of sense that Dwayne had. He, he understands how to grind a game to a halt when it's getting, when Dwayne started to do this probably the last four or five years of his career, where it's just like, okay, the game's getting too fast put it in my hand hands and I'm going to seek out a play and it may take till three seconds left in the shot clock, but I'm going to do, it's not about ISO, but it's about give, giving it up, getting it back, working his defender. Jimmy has that same sense of timing and understanding. I watched LeBron do this in the 2015 finals that I was covering where he didn't have Kyrie and he didn't have Kevin love and he was playing against the warriors. And he was like, like a quarterback milking the clock. Okay. He just, it was just, we're going to run. We're going to as few possessions as possible. And I'm going to control the pace of the game. And he almost pulled off that series doing it. He wasn't as efficient as he's typically done, but I thought it was one of his best performances because he understood what was necessary at that point. He could not, his team could not run up and with Matthew Delavadova as his wingman. He could not run up and down the floor with Curry and clay. No margin for error. Exactly. So it's just you you limit the possessions, the, the football analogy that's always used. And this is pre Greg may remember this barely this is pre Alex's time is what Bill Parcells and the Giants did to the Bills and the Kagan offense, uh, I believe in 91, where the Bills were this up and down, up and down, up and down team. And the Giants just just hammered down the possessions, controlled the clock with Otis Anderson, and they got away with it on a missed kick by Scott Norwood and won the Super Bowl. That is what LeBron did in that. And that's what Jimmy has a sense of that. Dwayne had a sense of that. So I feel like as long as Jimmy is at the controls, you're going to get paced down because it plays to his strengths. I think as they transition to bam and get more free flowing, they're going to want to unleash him. And that's where I do think that the pace will increase a little bit 
quicker actions to him, not as much of a focus of grinding down the clock, getting him out in transition to get some easy ones. Greg, I, I mean, do you, you see that? I feel like as long as this is Jimmy's team, that even with Lowry there, the pace is going to be slow. 100%. You're absolutely accurate. But the good thing is, is uh, as you saw at the Miami Heat social media account tweeted, Bam going coast to coast mm-hmm. today. We need to see as much coast to coast Bam because you're right. Like that is the evolution of not only Bam out of bio, but of this team and what it can do and, and kind of the profile of the team. You're right. It's going to change. One day, Jimmy will pass that baton to Bam officially. And if Bam can do that kind of stuff where he's going coast to coast and, and really handling in that kind of way, uh, and we know he can do it. So it's just a matter of, of him pu- pulling it all together and them depending on it. Um, it. It sets itself up, but I don't know that that's necessarily this year other than in spots um, because it's still going to be a Kyle and Jimmy show, you know, from a ball control perspective. Alex, how does Kyle bridge the gap there between Jimmy and Bam? How does he help? Because we all know it has to happen eventually, right? This has got to become Bam's team. How, do, how does Kyle facilitate that? I think Kyle, you know, we've been waiting on that trajectory from Bam. I think he accelerates it, right? Because the basketball fit just makes it now just so much easier for Bam to go out and do his thing. And I think it's going to be still a little bit of a process for him to actually start being consistent as a scorer and be that guy that everybody wants him to be. I don't think it's going to come out right away. I think it's going to be, you know, one some nights it's there, some sometimes it's not. Like, I think that's something that you have to transition to and like we talked about so many pods before, he's never been that guy, right? So I think he's going to have to get used to just being put in spots to score, positions to score, and the team expecting him to just, as soon as you get that ball, as soon as you get into that spot that they're trying to put you in, go. And I, I, that's not something he's had to do where before it's like, okay, you get the ball, you're reading the situation, and it inherently slows down the clock. The only time I want to see Bam playing slow is if he has a mismatch on him in the post and he's just taking his time backing the guy down so you get the right shot, you know, not hurrying up an awkward push shot or anything like that, just basic post work. Or if he's got a mismatch, like a slower big in the face up, you know, somewhere in the mid post, something like that, where it's like he's really just trying to uh, take his time and, and before he ends up making the quick move to get by him. Other than that, I think, bam, the pace is going to go up because of what Leif's talking about, the uh, grab-and-go stuff. That would be huge if we saw that on a consistent basis. The the rolling to the rim, playing with Lowry, I think is going to up the pace a little bit and make teams think a little harder when they defend the heat because that lob threat is going to look, I think, a lot better than it has in the past couple of seasons. And so there's just so many different little things that I think Lowry helps with, and that's why I think that pace is going to jump up a few spots. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting. When I keep making this 90s comparison, the, the thing when I was covering those teams that was always brought up was the, the Heat don't have enough athletes. You know, they've got, I mean, they, you know, and by athletes, I mean high flyers. They had, you know, they tried Mark Strickland. They tried a bunch, you know, but they didn't really have athletes. And it feels like they, they don't really on this team either. Like Derek Jones Jr. is gone. They're phasing out Casey Akpala, it feels like. There's this, you know, all this, you know. Sam and Depot? Well, but again, Depot, you don't know how healthy he's going to yeah. be. I Bam's mean, the only surefire guy that you yeah. say, okay, That's he'll it. go up and, and dunk but, on somebody's face. Like, who right. else on the team is going to do There's that? There's nobody on this team who's qualifying for a slam dunk competition, okay? Even though DJJ used to tell me Bam was a better dunker than him, which, you know, ultimately in terms of what Bam brings to the table as an in-game dunker may be true. Um, I, but, I, but, I saw I saw Depot's dunking on the Lakers <laughs> on a broken quad, so I don't know. I, I, I understand that, but Depot is not playing yet, Alex. So we don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. it's January, but at can the we start, walk before we run? Right, Do you? Well, the hype can, train is rolling through. Walk, 
can he walk before he runs? Okay, let's let's get to that first. Um, you know, optimism is fine, but a little bit of of reality here. I don't. We're not expecting you know Depot to be going weighed on Varejao from the very beginning. They don't. They don't have that kind of athleticism, but they've never really valued it. Um, they value more kind of intelligence, uh, toughness, those kind of things. Which again is why this feels to me like a Pat Riley '90s team. And they are going to have to unleash Bam to a certain degree to get easy stuff. I do think there are going to be some nights, and I know Alex needs to go to full court press. I, I know there are going to be some nights that were like, wow, that was tough to score. Um, and they're going to have to figure out ways around that because I think when this team struggles, that's going to be the reason. It's going to be because they're not getting to the line. They're not getting certain calls that we're getting. They're not getting out in transition much. So if they're, if the early offense stuff is not working and the shots aren't falling, you know, early in the clock, it's going to be a slog. I do think it's that. But before we finish here, let's make the predictions. Um, as you said, they were bottom three in pace last year. Uh, I'll let each of you go. Just give me a number out of 30 teams in pace this year. Alex, they are. 22. It's always been my lucky number and it feels right. Greg. 14 for Tyler Hero. 24. <laughs> 24. And I, and I, I may be optimistic for Jamal I, Mashburn, for Jamal Mashburn. <laughs> 96, I don't know if it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing. So I don't, I shouldn't use optimistic pessimism. It's just, I, I just, I don't see the Suns going. and the Bucks were bottom. I mean, they were bottom tier pace teams. If you're True. look, the if, Lakers, if it is a way to keep turnovers down, keeping pace down, keeps turnovers down, being deliberate. Uh, we're out, out sort of thinking your opponent, uh, and forcing them to guard for 24 seconds is not the worst thing in the world. And I think that's the, the, where the heat will lean here. But I do think there are going to be nights where like, can they just get an easy basket? I, I think that's, that's going to be the thing. I'm just predicting that now. That's going to be the thing we talk about most. All right, check out our sponsors, therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five reasons, manscaped.com. Use the code five RSN. And like I said, make sure to check out uh, full court press because Alex is popping on there tonight. That's on the YouTube channel. Good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.